Good afternoon, everyone. Today is Monday, January the 31st, and I'm Elizabeth Smith-McCrossan, here to provide you with my weekly constituency MLA update for Cumberland North. My mission as your MLA in Cumberland North is to help you rebuild Cumberland North together, building on a foundation of truth and justice, determination and dedication, servant leadership, honesty, and empowering all people. That is my goal, is that each and every person will feel empowered in Cumberland North to live their best life. Together, you and I will build on the pillars of healthcare, poverty reduction, caring for our Mother Earth, and entrepreneurship and business. Last week here in Cumberland North was a busy week. Some of the issues that I worked on, not all, but a few of them, were helping people with business opportunities, meeting with community stakeholders to discuss the urgent needs for many in our community who find themselves homeless and are struggling with mental illness and addictions, uh, meeting uh, community stakeholders and partners regarding increasing housing supply here, addictions and mental illness, labor disputes, spring road closures, forestry permits, the Pugwash Yacht Club and the Bill Mundell Marina, and meetings with foresters about the fact that there is still no market, no place for them to sell their low-grade pulpwood. And of course, this makes it much more difficult for them to have a, a viable forestry business. And as many of you know, forestry is very important, a part of our industry and our economy here in Cumberland County. The weekend was filled with work, dealing with messages to do with the snowstorm that we all experienced. Also, many, many messages regarding Nova Scotia's powers, proposed net metering charge and other requests for the Utility and Review Board, and of course, the Freedom Trucker Convoy that we all saw emerge upon our capital city of Ottawa this weekend. I want to say, start my comments with a simple message to all truckers in Cumberland North, Nova Scotia, our maritime region, and across our great country of Canada. Thank you. Thank you for delivering food and other items that we all use in our everyday. Thank you, truckers, for continuing to work amidst a time of worry and strife during this global pandemic. It has not been an easy journey for our truckers and their families. In the early days of the pandemic, nearly two years ago, there were no places to eat for them along their routes, no washrooms, no showers. Finally, over time, places started opening up for them, but it has not been easy. It has not been an easy journey for our truckers. Suppliers and retailers have made modifications along their journeys to keep everyone safe, including our truckers. They created touchless processes to ensure that no transmission of the COVID virus would happen. In the early days of the pandemic, when most people were asked to stay home by government, we asked the truckers to continue working amidst much uncertainty, and they did. The new federal policy mandates are causing great stress in the trucking industry. We are all seeing that, and we are seeing it nationwide, from British Columbia to here in Nova Scotia. And it was very difficult watching the news this past weekend, I found the most reliable 
news source that gave uh, a balanced viewing of what was happening was CPAC. I watched that most of the weekend. But it was really difficult watching. I just want every trucker here in Cumberland North to know that as your MLA, I support you. And I am thankful. I am thankful for the sacrifices that you and your family have made and will continue to make to keep our supply chains intact. I am hopeful that our Prime Minister and all Canadian Premiers will look closely at the COVID rules and restrictions that are in place and ensure that there are objective data that substantiates the need for them. We all know too well here in Cumberland County and Westmoreland counties the hardship that rules can cause when there is no justification for them and harm outweighs any possible benefit. Mental health and addictions are becoming a worsening challenge as persons try to manage through this pandemic. We must ensure a holistic approach is taken into consideration when making rules and keeping rules in place. Mind, body and spirit all affect our health and well-being. Now last week as your MLA I volunteered because I'm still a registered nurse and the week before I also volunteered to administer COVID boosters. I did a total of five clinics and I had the opportunity to speak with hundreds of people. Mostly people from here in Amherst and Cumberland North, but I did have people who had traveled from New Glasgow, Truro and Hance County to receive the Pfizer booster. Everyone I saw was grateful for the vaccine to provide them extra protection. Most people that I met were grateful for the vaccine, however, did not support vaccine mandates removing freedom of choice. I thought that was very interesting. Most people are now aware that the vaccine does provide protection. However, vaccinated people can still acquire the virus and can transmit it to others. The virus is constantly changing. And the fact is, we're having difficulty keeping up with the new variants and the pharmaceutical companies are having the same challenge. One of the challenges I face as your MLA is that under the state of emergency here in Nova Scotia, there's no opportunity to debate new laws or legislation put in place by the government as it has sweeping powers and has had so now for nearly two years. I have many people reaching out to me saying, you're an independent MLA, why are you not speaking up about this? Nova Scotia does not need to continue to be under a state of emergency. There is only one person that has the power to make that decision, and that is Premier Houston. And I am hopeful that he will take a close look at what's happening here in the province and be true to democracy and end the state of emergency so that all laws and legislation that is created is done, done so through a democratic process, which means the people that you elect, like myself here in Cumberland North and every other MLA throughout Nova Scotia, is involved through proper debate and discussion in the legislature about the laws that are placed here on the people of Nova Scotia. Let's talk about Nova Scotia power. They have, are certainly in the news in the last week making sweeping changes or trying to make sweeping changes across the province. So Nova Scotia Power wants to increase electricity rates for residential customers by at least 10% over the next three years.
The company has applied to the Nova Scotia Utility and Review Board uh, last Thursday for a 3.3% residential rate increase in 2022, 2023, and 2024. If this is approved by the regulators, the company said the typical homeowner will see their power bill go, go up by about $5 per month, and most businesses will see a rate increase of around 4%. The application also seeks permission to raise bills in future years through new charges. A storm rider would also allow Nova Scotia Power to increase bills by up to 2%. The rider would need board approval though and be applied in the year following any extreme weather event that trigger damage that triggers damage repairs that exceed a five-year average, excluding the cost of Hurricane Dorian in 2019. We certainly saw a lot of damage here in Cumberland North from that hurricane. This charge could not be used before 2024. Nova Scotia Power wants permission to charge ratepayers, that's you, for energy saving programs that exceed the current cost of 40 million per year and that provision would go into effect in 2023. Nova Scotia Power also wants to create a monthly system access charge, and I received a lot, a lot of messages about that on the weekend. And it's for customers who generate their own electricity and sell it back to the grid. So all the people that have been uh, actively putting solar panels on your house are all affected. There are 4,100 net metering customers Almost all are residential with solar power. Nova Scotia Power said they're benefiting from the overall system, but not contributing to its cost, which amounts to a subsidy. The company is proposing a rate of $8 per kilowatt per month, and net metering customers who are, were enrolled before February 2022, that's basically tomorrow, anyone that's enrolled before tomorrow, will be exempt from the charge for 25 years after they sign up. In 2023, next year, the company wants to charge ratepayers 53 million in deferred fuel costs. That's money that it has spent in prior years buying fuel to burn for electricity generation, but did not recover it from customers. So it's pretty controversial. Um, the Nova Scotia Power is also asking the Utility and Review Board to be, able to be able to write off coal plants. So that's more of an accounting uh, financial issue. The utility said it supports the government's environmental goals, but they will result in closing coal plants before the end of their useful life. So the company estimates the cost of writing off or depreciating the coal plants at 370 million, and it proposes to create what it calls a decarbonation deferral account again as an accounting term, but it will go back to regulators at some point to recover those costs from ratepayers in a separate application. So lots of work to do there between government and Nova Scotia Power. The annual rate of return, um, the company wants to be able to maintain that, which they've been getting a 9% rate of return, which uh, is pretty good. You know, anyone out there that's that's ran a business knows that most businesses strive for a 10% rate of return and some businesses you know get 1% and then during the last couple of years we all know many businesses um, had a had a loss so through legislation when Nova Scotia Power was sold uh, and created when it was privatized rather there was 
uh, written in legislation a guarantee that they get a 9% rate of return. So I've had some people talk to me about that and say that that, that should be changed. Nova Scotia Power expects to earn, this is the company, the corporation expects to earn $150 million this year, $192 million in 2023, $213 million in 2024 from its rate of return. Think about that for a moment. So I expect that this will be a hot, hot item on my agenda this week. I did receive a lot of messages on the weekend from consumers who were upset about the proposed changes to the net metering. And net metering refers to a mechanism whereby solar energy is exported to the grid from grid-tied rooftop solar PV system and it's deducted from the energy imported from the grid in units, kilowatt hours, to arrive at the net imported, exported amount of energy. So that's, that's what net metering refers to. So I will keep you updated in future MLA updates on Nova Scotia Powers, um, what they're proposing. Weekend storm. Snowplows um, were busy on the weekend and we saw Public Works close the Cobequid Pass this past weekend as well as the Trans-Canada Highway along the Tantramar Marsh. So vehicles were pulled off the highway in both directions. It's times like this that we truly feel isolated. And, you know, I couldn't help but think on the weekend just how grateful I am and how blessed we are to have our regional hospital here. The fact that we have specialists, qualified specialists that can deal with emergencies. We have our own ICU, we have our own surgical team, obstetricians, that in times like this when literally we are an island because the highways are closed on both sides of us, that we are able to deal with all medical emergencies that come our way. So thank you to all of our healthcare team that, uh, that kept the hospital going on the weekend during that storm. I will say I received zero complaints about the provincial highways on the, on the weekend, and that is uh, quite a change from the previous storm. So I do want to say a shout out to all of our snowplow operators, salt truck drivers, uh, everyone that works for Public Works, and even though the, the town is not under my jurisdiction, I do want to say a shout out to all of the workers for the town of Amherst to say thank you for clearing our streets and continuing to clear the streets and, and the roads, as I'm sure there's still much more work to be done today. But um, the previous storm, there was a lot more blowing. And even though once the, once the snow stopped, there still was like another probably day of blowing and drifting, which led to delays of getting, um, getting roads cleared. So, and of course, sometimes you have equipment failures. And so the area manager and I had a, had a meeting after the last storm, we reviewed all of the roads that I received complaints about and so that, he, so that he was aware and that the staff were aware. And I just wanna say thank you to all of them because uh, I did not receive one complaint um, this weekend about any roads. So thank you, thank you so much. Last weekend, there was a committee meeting in, of the legislature for natural resources and economic development. It was held on January the 25th, and the topic was active transportation. The department is working on completing a blue route here in Cumberland North. It will be 23 kilometers long when it's completed, and it will be completed this summer once Ferry Road is finished its paving. 
So that was good to hear from that committee meeting last week. Also last week, I finished my letters to the Premier as well as each Cabinet Minister outlining the goals and needs of the people here in Cumberland North and now I'm um, actively setting up and arranging meetings with each Cabinet Minister to discuss each of these requests. And I'm happy to say that I'm having my first meeting with one of the Cabinet Ministers this week. And all of this work, of course, is in preparation to uh, the budget, which is currently being worked on right now for the province. And listen, if you have ideas that you have not already shared with me, and even if you have already shared them with me, I encourage everyone listening to send your ideas and requests for Cumberland North directly through to the finance minister. His office is asking for input, and they are taking this information up until February the 4th this week. So please send an email to budget at novascotia.ca. So again, it's budget at novascotia.ca. Send in what you would like to see uh, included in the Nova Scotia budget, which will be presented this spring. February, we honor African Heritage Month. And this year, our theme is Through Our Eyes, the Voices of African Nova Scotians. This recognizes the legacies of people of African descent through first voice, lived realities, and experiences. The theme highlights when we listen to others' perspectives, interpretation, and views on the world, particularly those from marginalized communities, we will gain a more meaningful understanding on how to make the world a better place. Nova Scotia has more than 50 historic African Nova Scotian communities with a long, deep, and complex history dating back over 400 years. African Heritage Month provides another opportunity to celebrate and promote the culture, the legacy, the achievements, and contributions of people of African descent here in Nova Scotia, past and present. And I'm so proud to say that we have an incredible African Nova Scotian community right here in Cumberland County. Many, many community leaders uh, that are African Nova Scotians and I want to say thank you to each and every one of them and encourage each one of us to learn more about the history during African Heritage Month and use the theme that we have through our eyes the voices of African Nova Scotians and encourage us all to continue to listen to other perspectives and I do believe in this mission that it will help us all to make the world a better place. I hope you have a great week. I would like to say thank you to CFTA 107.9 for providing me with this opportunity to provide you with my MLA constituency update for Cumberland North. I would like to extend birthday greetings. Uh, yesterday was a special birthday for Bernice Allen and Bernice is a, is a good friend and was an incredible servant and a worker during my campaign this summer and I just want to say a shout out to Bernice and hope that she has an incredible year ahead. And the day before that, I want to mention again, Debbie Curry had a birthday and I'm sending best wishes to Debbie for a wonderful year ahead as well. Today on Monday, Melanie Kinney is celebrating a birthday. On Tuesday, Nicola Sperry. I always hear such great things about Nicola. She is a teacher and I keep being told that it is definitely her calling. She's a wonderful teacher. So happy birthday, Nicola, on Tuesday, as well as a man that may not actually ever hear this, 
but I wanted to let you all know about Dr. Ian Sutherland. His birthday is on Tuesday and Dr. Sutherland was our chief of medical staff here in, in Cumberland County for a few years. It was back in the early 2000s and he was uh, a, a veteran and an, an incredible leader and I always was very thankful for his leadership while he was here. On Wednesday, Lisa Allen Wilson is celebrating a birthday and my good friend Donna Gogan. On Thursday, James Smith and Connie Moore, Connie Moore from Linden, Nova Scotia, is celebrating a birthday on Thursday. As well, Friday, we have Steve Colburn, Rosalie Blair. Rosalie grew up in Northport, of course lives up north, but sending her birthday greetings from Amherst today. And on Saturday, Brad Hoig is celebrating a birthday. I'd like to send wishes to anyone else who is celebrating a birthday or anniversary this week. I would like to extend my sympathies to anyone who has lost a loved one. And I will men mention the loss of Vincent James Kenny. He was one of our veterans here in Cumberland North and he lost, he passed last week. He was from the Wallace area. I'd like to extend my sympathies to his family and friends. Also, I'd like to send my condolences to the family and friends of Robert Bob, Bob Willis McManaman as well as Mildred Catherine Brown and David Ross Wilson. Please accept my condolences if you have lost a loved one at this time. As I finish off my MLA update this week, I want to end by mentioning uh, two special couples that have contributed greatly to our communities. And that is Sean and Kelly Chevery as well as Bart and Wendy Butler. I want to wish all of them a happy retirement. I believe today is the closing date as they have sold the Amherst PharmaSave to new buyer, which I know well and have great confidence that he will continue the great work of the Amherst PharmaSave. And uh, Sean and Kelly and Wendy and Bart have sold the Amherst PharmaSave to Charles McCory, McCory PharmaSaves, which we know the name well in the Truro area. But I want to make special mention today of Sean and Kelly and Wendy and Bart because what they have done, the business that they have grown on the corner of Church and Robert Angus Drive has been just phenomenal to watch, been phenomenal to see over the last 20 years. They have been available to this community seven days a week consistently through rain, sleet, and snow. They are open. They have provided quality, quality service to the people of our area. And I know I've shared this story before, but about 22 years ago, Mr. Sean Chevery and I sat down and we talked about a vision, about an idea of having uh, Amherst's first collaborative and after-hours clinic as well as inside a pharmacy. And I always had a dream of starting my own health clinic and Sean had a dream of opening a pharmacy and having a health clinic in it. And he made that a reality. You know, as a businessman, he took the risk. And I just want to say thank you for um, his perseverance and for his partner, Kelly, who's an incredible woman, amazing giving heart, as well as their business partners, Bart and Wendy.
thank you for your your business, your your innovation, your your enterprising ideas. Thank you for your dedication to this community, which you've given back time and time again to those here in our community. And we wish you well in your retirement years, and we hope that you will continue to be an incredible and strong part of our communities. Take care, everyone. Take care of yourself. Take care of others. Take care of your health and well-being, and have a great week.